Good evening, everyone. Welcome. As always, I like to encourage you to just be seated as far to the front as you'd like, because you can return to ticketed seating after we're finished with our program at 7.30. I'd like to welcome you to the War Memorial Opera House this evening. This is Friday, March 30th. And Time is getting close to the end of the season, isn't it? I'd also like to welcome those of you who may be listening at a later date via a recording on the website. I'm Mary Wood for the San Francisco Ballet Center for Dance Education. The Center for Dance Education is directed by Charles Chip McNeil and produces these programs, the Meet the Artist programs, we also produce the Points of View programs that are held uh, in the um, Veterans Building, the green room usually of the Veterans Building across the way. There are a lot of other programs produced by the Center for Dance Education. I always encourage everyone to go to the website, just cruise through it because there's an awful lot of interesting stuff to be found there. Again, welcome this evening, uh, those of you who are here, and I'm just delighted that my conversation this evening will be with Daniel Devison Oliveira, who is a very popular soloist. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. It's an, actually, it's a little bit of a miracle that Daniel is with us this evening. Uh, he's usually on stage. And that's almost something for us to giggle about because he really is in, of the six ballets being performed over this two-week period, he's in five of them. And the fact that he got a night off tonight is a bit of a mystery to all of us. <laughs> a little bit, actually. <laughs> but um, we are just delighted. So, Daniel, um, this is our opportunity to get acquainted a little bit here. Um, this is your first opportunity, because you're always busy, to actually be here with the audience. So I want to back up and start with how did you actually come to San Francisco Ballet? You've been here now five, six years or more as a company member. Uh, actually, this is my sixth season with the company. I came here around uh, 2004. I came uh, to the school to the trainee program, and in 2005, I joined the company. And where did you come from? How did you get into the school here? Um, there was a competition in Brazil that I won, and with that, I went to a competition in New York, which I got a few scholarships and contracts, uh, and basically, I chose to come to San Francisco Ballet. That's pretty much how I got here. So I think it's interesting to think that maybe you had many choices? Uh, yes, I had a few, but <laughs> for sure, San Francisco Ballet was the, the best option. And what I'm also curious about is your training, which was in Brazil, and you had um, fairly classical training or uh, more of a variety. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, I'm classically trained uh, for many years, and uh, after I basically graduated from school, I tried to do different type of dancing, so dance history. And after I graduated, I joined a professional company at age 15, and I had an opportunity of dancing many different types of, uh, you know, ballets, classical ballet, contemporaries, neoclassical. So I think I'm, 
I've been having the experience of dancing many different types of ballet since a, a very young age. Well, that then, of course, made you feel more at home here, where you have the opportunity to dance way across the spectrum. So my next question is sort of a typical question. Those of you who are familiar with this program will probably recognize these questions. Um, given the variety of things you dance, you dance characters in story ballets, and you dance the very contemporary um, abstract or plotless works, yes. and just about everything in between. What is, is it fair to ask, what is your favorite type of thing to dance? Um, I don't particularly have anything that I would say that is my favorite. I think uh, I enjoy doing a little bit of everything. So being here gives me the opportunity of doing classical or doing character roles or contemporary ballads, neoclassical. So I think that's the beauty of it. And honestly, I really enjoy doing a little bit of everything. We've seen you just this season in a number of character, yes. char as a number of characters, I should say, maybe. Um, I'm actually having to recall, did we see you in Onegin? Uh, no, I was not in Onegin. <laughs> oh, good grief. We should have grabbed you then. Um, but you had a very featured role in Romeo and Juliet. Um, most of us probably um, either saw you or would love to have seen you do uh, the role of Tybalt. Uh, that, was, that was quite of an experience. I really enjoyed doing that. And any time I have an opportunity of doing a role that I can act, uh, sometimes for me it feels a little bit more comfortable. Um, you know, doing... Dan just dancing and smiling is great. But I think if you can dance and act at the same time, which is a little bit more challenging, for some reason for me, I, I tend to enjoy a little bit more. Dancing the role of Tybalt, you have various complications, such as having to do the sword fighting. The audience has always been curious about the sword fights, and... Um, you also get to sword fight in another ballet, but talk first about Tybalt. Um, did you have any prior preparation? Were you lucky enough to study fencing, or did you just have to learn it for the ballet? No, no, we, we were carefully trained to do this Romeo and Juliet sword fighting. There was a little, a little bit of problems, a few accidents. We were, you know, we're not really... Um, Professional fences. I don't know how to say that. Is that correct? Um, I don't know. We, coaches. I don't know anybody here who's who's done fencing before. But we were trained. There was many rehearsals and everything's choreographed. So there's no accidents on stage. <laughs> um, you have had the opportunity to hold a sword in another piece. That ballet being uh, Raku, mm -hmm. which is actually on program six, which is not being not seen this evening. Not That's tonight. the compliment to this program. Tomorrow, um, that was pretty different. Did you have, what kind of training did you have for that? Uh, well, that's, uh, that's a different style of sword fighting. We, we had Todd, he actually works across the street, and uh, he happens to be a black belt in many different type of um, martial arts which we didn't know. And we saw him in the studio teaching us uh, some samurai sword. And that was basically it. He taught us some of the moves and uh, helped a little bit on the choreography. So working with choreographer Yuri 
Posikov. Yeah, he had no idea about that, but that's why he called Todd. <laughs> well, no. I, if Yuri knows how to sword fight, come on, the guy's perfect, no? <laughs> well, and knowing Yuri, he now knows how to sword fight. No, oh, well, maybe. I didn't know yeah. that. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was, that's a very different kind of yeah, it's um, completely different. style and what's demanded of you. For instance, it's, if I recall, you have to actually do some of the choreographed movement holding yeah. the sword. Yeah, You're not yeah. actually fighting with it. Body movement also is it's what makes uh, different from the, the Japanese-style sword fighting and fencing. You, you have a different way to move, and you know that we had to learn how to do those things as well to try to make it look as genuine as possible. We're backing into this, actually, but the role that you took in Raku is that of the principal man. Yes. And um, I, I just feel as though in such an amazing ballet, that must be an amazing experience. Absolutely. I mean, the, being chosen by Yuri uh, to be part of this piece and partnering my, you know, I used to partner Lorena, but she's going to be a mom soon. So she can really do the role, but um, I'm I'm doing actually tomorrow with Koto. She looks beautiful, and last night I had an opportunity. Unfortunately, because Damien was injured, but I had an opportunity of dancing with YY. So I guess I can't complain dancing with Lorena Feijó and YY Tan. <laughs> I think I'm good, no? <laughs> yes. Um, in this set of programs, um, there, well, there have been so many premieres this season, um, but two of the world premieres have been occurring, over, alternating this couple weeks, and you have been in each of them. Yeah. And I wondered if you'd talk a little bit about, specifically the one that the folks will see tonight, which is the symphonic dances uh, cool. to the music of Rachmaninoff, and, and uh, working with um, Ed, and how, did, how was that? I think uh, symphonic went well, uh, very smooth. Uh, Edward gave us the liberty, and he has a very simple and comfortable movement. Um, I think that's basically you gotta say. If he was comfortable, comfortable to dance, uh, it's not much of a struggle. It's hard. It's a very hard piece. Um, I gotta, you know, I dance pretty much the whole piece, and um, but it's comfortable. It's a very simple movement, and he's very nice, simple, and gave us the liberty maybe to add sometimes our style of dance, but not trying to take away his own style. So when the audience is going to see this piece this evening, um, are, can you characterize the piece? Give it some mood, per maybe. What, what, is it, what does it feel like? I, I don't think it exactly has a story. It's just basically movements. Uh, I feel that it's smooth. I have never seen it because I have always performed this tonight. It will be the first time. But um, performing it, you know, the music is very pleasant, um, very easy movements. There's uh, there's no chaos. You can you can actually see each movement in every single every single thing. What's going on stage easily without I don't know losing yourself. The other prince. The other um, premiere this week was. Um, I think it's fair to say very, very different. Very different. And that would be the Guide to Strange Places choreographed by um, Ashley Page. And the music is um, John Adams. 
um, very different, very different. So how was it to, to work on that piece? It was also, you know, it helps because actually Paige was, is a very nice guy. Also, uh, you know, makes you feel comfortable, try to give you an idea of what he wants. Uh, I had uh, sort of seen the piece one day, not completely, but um, it's, it's hard to say when you're not watching it. I'm always performing, so I don't know, but it, it's very intense. Music is intense, movements are intense. There's a lot of things going on on stage, so uh, I don't know, it takes a little bit of more, you gotta be aware of what's going on because maybe you might get lost, but I'm looking forward to actually to watch and see how it looks like. When you are working uh, with a choreographer, you've already mentioned you worked with both Ashley and um, Edward, and that you've used that was the, the word- first time though. Yeah, you've used the word comfortable many, uh, several times. I'm intrigued by that being your response to working with those particular choreographers. Um, can working in a, P, a new work, a new work that's being set on you, um, can it sometimes be very challenging to do it, what the choreographer wants? It can be. You can feel that um, sometimes the choreographers, um, they get lost on their ideas. Um, and maybe something doesn't work the way they want and then it changed. But I, I say comfortable in terms of the way they, they act around you. And they try to make you feel as comfortable as possible and give you always positive feedback. Uh, were you in the work earlier in the season by um, Mark Morris? No, I was not. So I was going to ask about working with Mark. Um, well, uh, he's, he's a very funny guy. You know, the guy knows a lot. But I, uh, I was not in a piece. I had the opportunity of doing Sandpaper Ball a few years ago, but I didn't really get to... Uh, work with the guy, but he taught classes and he's it's, it's absolutely hilarious. <laughs> I mean, you guys know that. Um, when you are uh, looking ahead toward, and as I mentioned, we're getting toward the end of the season, which seems a little amazing, but here we are. The next things coming up include um, the All Balancing Program, uh, which is one distinct style, and then in back into the story ballet of Don Quixote. What are, you, what are we going to see you in at, during the rest of the season? I'll be performing Forti's first theme. I think the first thing, uh, the first thing on the ballet. Forti's is insider shorthand for Four Temperaments, which is the Balanchine piece, um, to the music of Hindemith. And uh, very, that's one of the more sort of Contemporary style. Uh, Balanchini has a very unique style of dancing you can easily recognize when you see something. When you were training before you came to San Francisco Ballet, did you have the opportunity to do Balanchine works? No, I have not. I was, um, my school was Vaganova, and um, I, the first thing I did from Balanchine was when I moved to San Francisco. How do you feel that that has, um, helped you develop as, as a rounded dancer? I mean, or has well, it? Well, it definitely has, because when you join a professional company, you have to be able to do a little bit of everything. You gotta be ready to do Balanchine. Um, you know, somebody comes here with a new style, a classical dance. I think that's pretty much 
all about but is to be and also to be successful in a professional company is to be able to do um, maybe you know maybe you have a you're stronger in this kind of style and the others which obviously happens to every single dancer in the company but I think everybody's capable of doing everything that's a good testament to the well-rounded dancers. It's true. <laughs> um, and then finally, in Don Quixote, yeah. do you get to dance uh, in the ensemble? Do you get to do solos? Do you get to do a character? Yes, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I got a, three different roles. I'm doing Toreadores, um, Gypsy King, and Espada. And Espada is one of the very elegant characters. Exactly. He's he's a. Uh, he's the the main Toreador a Tori, guy. Right, right. <laughs> so you get to do more of a character style. Yes. Dance. No, I I'll, I'll have a little pas de deux. I'll have uh, variations. I'll I'll be doing a lot of things on stage. <laughs> <laughs> and so come three times. You'll see three different. Opportunities. Possibly yes. <laughs> um, well, it's always fun for us to invite the audience to ask questions. For anyone who's come in late, um, I'm Mary Wood, and I'm in conversation with Daniel Davison Oliveira, who is um, a soloist in the company, and as I mentioned, is almost always seen to be seen in absolutely everything, and it's kind of fun that we got to capture you on a night off. Can't complain, but, no, I think I'm doing <laughs> good. And you get to see. <laughs> if I was here more often, that will be something weird. So, so it's good that I'm just here. This, this is the first time. It's, it's a pleasure, though. <laughs> so would someone like to start with a question? And could you speak up? The question she's asking um, is always kind of fun. This is a demanding work career that you're in. What do you do when you're in downtime? How do you relax? Well, <laughs> I, I heard sleeping. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a very good sleeper. <laughs> um, I try to eat well, but there are definitely times that I, you know, I can't give up a burger. I eat chocolate every day. <laughs> I cannot help it. Sorry, but, but luckily I have give up soda for many years. No fast food, but not chocolate. I can't give that up. Sorry, that's the truth. <laughs> what do you do during playtime? Ah, uh, well, um, you know, I tried. I'm, I'm very curious. I'm constantly researching and reading, and you know, I. I try to keep myself very busy. Uh, every time I have a free time outside of work, which is not a lot, um, but that's basically it. I got many, many things to do. I think I should uh, try to do less. <laughs> <laughs> Does your family get to come visit you here in San Francisco? No, they, they, they never could, but um, we went to Denmark about two years ago, and my mom, my dad, and my sister went there to, to see me perform. It was the first time they saw me perform with San Francisco Ballet. I think in Denmark? In Denmark, yes. <laughs> yes. Another question. <laughs> Someone over here. 
All right. So um, Dutch dance was one one uh, the other night with Raku. Mm -hmm. Had you had a chance to rehearse with her, or was it just thrown on the stage? And this is always a fun question. When you were able to do Raku with Yuan Yuan the other night, um, the question is, did you just get thrown on stage, or did you get to rehearse? We, we had half-hour rehearsal before the show, but, you know, that's, that's sort of enough, enough time, you know. Um, I know the steps. She, does know, she knows the step as well, of course. Then. Uh, it's different to dance with her, but um, it's no difficult. She, you know, she's incredible. Like, I think it's up to me to, to get used to the idea, and I think when, you know, unfortunately, because he got hurt, I had to jump in, but when, they, when I was told that I was going to perform with her, I think all these, you know, little rehearsal or all these things are put aside. I think what, what really matters is for me to get on stage and do a good job and make her look pretty. That's 50% of my job. <laughs> Yeah, somebody's got to do it. Um, I think there's a question back here. Can you hear? I'm sorry, we're having a hard time hearing you. Can you speak up? I, 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 I played the prince, uh, her lover. The, that was the question, was which character in Raku? Yes. The, um, the lord of the castle or whatever. Yeah. I, I believe so. Um, okay. That's a nice question. What is the, your relationship with the other male dancers in your working situation, so we'll say in the company, uh, and she suggests, is it competitive, is it collaborative? How would you characterize that? Well, see, I, I, I guess I'm, uh, I'm lucky to be surrounded by uh, amazing male dancers. Let's say amazing male dancers, but they're, you know, the girls are amazing as well, but they tend, you know, we are very, they, all of us are friends, and uh, since, I joined the company, I have all, you know, most of the principal guys that I'm friends with, everybody trying to help me a little bit, and I guess um, um, for what's going on in my career, for what I'm doing right now, and uh, you know, growing as an artist, I, I guess I owe them a little bit, because they, they have always been um, very positive and next to me, try to help me, and telling me things that they were definitely very, very helpful. And I know that I'm not that old, but uh, I feel like I can maybe sometime eventually use the same experience for the, uh, the younger ones that are joining the company right now. But definitely, I'm grateful to you to have these guys around me. Uh, they helped me a lot. That sounds like a good answer. Thank you. Um, okay, here's one. She wants First. to get really specific. How old are you? 26. 26. And can you come up with an example of one of the dancers um, helping you out? Many. Um, let's see. I have 
and Juan Boada, one of the guys that I sort of grew up watching. You know, I didn't know, even before I heard anything about San Francisco Ballet, I, at school, I would watch videos of him trying to learn the pieces when I had to go to competition or some sort of performance. Pascal is another guy who has constantly helped me and being behind me and trying to telling me to do all these things. Uh, you know, Taras, um, even Damien. There are many people, I don't want to forget any names, but <laughs> that's quite uncomfortable. But, you know, these guys definitely, when I joined the company until these, you know, till today, those are the ones who has been constantly helping me throughout all these years. Let's retrace the steps just a minute or a bit. You joined the company in 2005 as a member of the corps de ballet. Yes. But you had been in the school. I was in a school as a trainee for, I guess, from September yeah. until February. And just to review, the trainee program is um, a kind of hand-picked group of the most advanced students who are in a, they're not quite apprentices yet, but and they're still part of the school, but they really are very um, professional career-oriented Yeah, the trainee program basically tried to, you know, prepare the dancers to join the company or any other company if they don't make it here. Um, I have the pleasure to be one of the first trainees. That's I mean, right. being part of the group of the first trainee program at San Francisco Ballet. Um, we had, you know, ballet classes in the morning, rehearsals, performances in many different places, areas, um, music lessons. And I think it, uh, the trainee program is getting better right now because, you know, they're, they're learning more um, throughout the years and making it even better. And the dancers now, they have the opportunity of performing outside of the country even, which didn't happen when I, when I first started. And it is definitely for the ones who only had been to the school and don't really know what it is to be in a company. Uh, it's definitely really helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we have time for one more question, yeah? I, if I'm interpreting the question correctly, having grown up in Brazil, what would you know about San Francisco Ballet? Um, I definitely heard about the boss, Helgi, uh, Joan, because he was one of my idols when I was a kid. Um, I saw a DVD of Othello. I don't, I don't remember which year it was that, but I was still in Brazil, and I was not... I didn't even go to New York back then. So that was, that was as much as because in Brazil, basically we, all that we, we heard about was ABT, New York City Ballet, Kirov, Royal Ballet, Paris Opera. And, and people don't really know what other wonderful companies are in the rest of the world. But you did see this DVD of Othello. I did, I did actually. And then when you left Brazil, you actually went um, did you say to New York? I went to a competition in New York before I came to San Francisco. That's how I got here. So, right. So then the, at the competitions, one of the standard practices is that all of the companies all over the world offer scholarships to their training schools at these competitions. So exactly. that's how you got here. Right? That's how I got here. Okay, one more question. <laughs> Could you just tell us how old you were when you first started dancing and what you were dancing? 
How old were you when you first started to dance, and what kind of dance was that? Okay, so uh, <laughs> I sort of I sort of started when I was around nine years old because of my sisters. And then I never really took it seriously until I was 15, 16. I was debating about being a soccer player or a ballet dancer. <laughs> I have no regrets, though. <laughs> um, it was ballet, pure ballet classical, um, Vaganova. I was, that was all I did until later when I started doing other pieces, you know, going to competition when I had to dance something now classical or contemporary. That's, that's basically it. Well, we really do have to wrap it up at this point. It's been a real pleasure for me to be speaking with Daniel Davison Oliveira. Pleasure to be here. And I know that you're going to enjoy this evening's performance even though he's not in it. But you can come back later this weekend uh, through the middle of next week, I think, and catch Danielle. And then, of course, there are two more programs, seven and eight. Exactly. And I know that we'll see you all at one of them. Thank you all. Enjoy the performance. And thank you very much.